Next on BYU Sports Nation, Jamal Williams out for the year. What now and what about next season? Blaine Fowler on whether BYU should pursue a JC running back. After three sacks on Saturday, who is Tao Kaltai and where has he been? And a WCC championship trophy's in the house, and it's Logan Takeover. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I've got the blue goggles on. <laughs> After BYU won by 20, they are back! No, wait, wait, wait. Should I put my blue goggles on? Sure. How do you make that noise? Ha, 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 Totally righteous, righteous. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, November 4th, Election Day. It's got a whole bunch of Election makeup, Day. Whole bunch of makeup on it. Go vote. Be an American. Off. Go vote. Hey, uh, I mentioned Who are you voting for? Uh, my local people in the... <laughs> That that I've studied so Your hard peeps. and been well versed and educated on. Are you just gonna in, close your in eyes? Springville. Are you gonna close your eyes? You know I did multiple choice tests. I would just like, oh okay, that 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 choice right there starts with a B and my name is a B, so it starts with a B, so I'm choosing that one. That's always wow. a good way. I'm just <laughs> Hashtag JC. Hashtag hey, man, JC. I had a three right? six coming out of JC. That's great. And you know. Well done. I and, was and? I was I could have got into Brigham. No, I couldn't have. If you I could, without a JC. You could have did it. Because I didn't take up my SAT. On to other topics. The uh, of non-educational Just value. Just giving tips for test taking. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the show for that. <laughs> I mentioned yesterday that The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, I thought was coming out yesterday. It's out today. The extended version. I'm nice. going to go grab that later. We were talking about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit earlier. I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't get... I you fell be- asleep... You fell asleep during the Lord of the Rings. Dude, I'm trying so hard right now to be excited for you. Woo! Let's go! I don't need you to be... Let's go! Listen, it's not pregame. It's not the chaos in the locker room. It's it's just, I'm just going to... I just know I'm going to be a nerd and watch my behind the scenes. I know it means a lot to you. I know you're excited about it, and I just want to be there to support you. You want to be there? Like you're going to come watch with me? Uh, If you make some popcorn and have some gushers, I'm there. I have, uh, okay, one of the things. when I became an adult, like post mission, I was like, listen, I got to establish some things in my life. It was like unlimited popcorn. Got married, we always have popcorn in my house. So you became an adult like three years ago, four years ago? I'm 31, dude. Oh, so, so last year then. When you hit 30, you become an adult. No, when I you got s- married. Actually, it's post, when you, no, it's and actually like when post you have, mission. When you have a kid. Yeah, that's, when, that's, that's right. when adulthood really That's when it's in. real. And that was 17 months ago. For you, three years and something? I think, yeah, three years. Three years? <laughs> you don't even know how old yeah, your son is? Come on, man. Yes, he's three and some change. Come on. Hey, join our conversation if you dare, 24-7, using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. It's, it's election day, right? So which BYU athlete or coach would make the best politician and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Eric Biggert, Dr. Bob is already really good at calling out misrepresentation of facts in the media. That's Robert and I. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. <laughs> that would play perfectly into being a politician. It would be. Yeah. Nope. That didn't, nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. What you thought it did? What you thought it was didn't happen. What you thought it was? What you thunk it was? Nope. Mm-mm. What you thunk it? Yeah. What you thunk it was? Mm-mm. That's a what? complete miscalculation. <laughs> I love that. Spencer asks him, asks him the question, and he says, "That's a complete miscalculation." <laughs> Basically, you're wrong. Nope. That was really mm-mm. funny. Mm-mm. Spencer with the day off today and tomorrow. 
so Logan take over two days in a row. Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout on this bye week. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The injured and what now? Bronco Mendenhall gave the bad news yesterday about Jamal Williams, who had a knee sprain during Saturday's game against Middle Tennessee. It ended up being worse than that. Jamal. Jamal Williams, uh, significant knee injury, surgery tomorrow, uh, done for the year. No, just other than it's severe and multiple. Um, So you could talk talk to uh, Steve Pincock downstairs for more details, but significant and severe is what I was told. And like the Taysom Hill footage, we will now burn the footage of that play. Oh, Jamal. Man, that's sad, man. Praying for you, Jamal. I know. That's rough. It is rough. And that affects the rest of the season, which we'll get into in a moment. Spring ball and into next season, depending on how severe. Multiple and severe. That's not good. Not good at all. No injury to anyone is good. But this one sounds especially bad. Yeah, this this, this does sound bad. When you hear multiple, severe... Um, I mean, surgery is, is required. Yeah, surgery today. Yeah, yeah, surgery, going into surgery today, that's required. It's always bad when, when surgery is required, and you're talking about a knee. So, yep. uh, I mean, hopefully he has a, a quick, fast recovery, man, and, and he's able to, to get back, you know, in time for next season. Because we're going to need you. Uh, yeah, we're with that g- schedule. going to uh, need you. Spring ball, yeah, no Taysom, no Jamal. Dude, that's- what if he just comes back like – like you know, like Shredder and Ninja Turtles. I think it was like the first Ninja Turtles. He comes back after like an injury and he's just like, like twelve pack and just like biceps, just huge. He runs like a four three. Just cause I'm more of worried his about time. his knee than his biceps. I'm just yeah. saying, like I'm just saying, like you know, when <laughs> when when players come back off an of injury, they come back like ten times harder. What if he does that? That would be amazing. I, I of all the guys on BYU's team, I don't doubt it. I that, just try. That I'm just trying to come spin. back. Shredded. I'm just trying to come back, you know, with a positive. I'm just yes, saying, yes. you know, that could happen. It's, Taysom did it. Taysom did it. He's going to have to do it again. Exactly. Uh, so let's look at what Taysom and Jamal combined to do this year compared to last year. And this is sad. 2013, they averaged, or they combined for 2,577 rushing yards. Fantastic. Man. 17 rushing touchdowns. In 2014, combined for 978 rushing yards. 12 rushing touchdowns. BYU's really missed their production. Uh, obviously, you look at the season, you go, the season of the injured, and now BYU loses its top two offensive players for the rest of the season. Yeah, man. I mean, no, there's no replacing both of those guys, right? Especially Taysom, but, you know, with Jamal as well. Uh, you can't place a guy like Jamal uh, when it comes to just the energy and the excitement that he brings, the electricity that he brings to the team. Um, and then, obviously, Taysom with the leadership. But, uh you talk about two dynamic players, mm. man, man. I mean, I think these are obviously both guy, two guys that can make or break a season. Not having them, you mean you, and you, it's it's broken the season yeah, to yeah, a great degree. Yeah. So you, you think about not having them last year, and imagine how many, you know, less wins they get or more wins they get, right? And you look at other guys, get. Brock Stringham, Jordan Johnson, the other season-ending injuries for BYU, and there have been others. There really have, which brings us to the stat. Of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nine. Nine different starters from the 22 against Texas have missed two or more games this season. It's unbelievable. Nine have missed two or more games. And if you look at the top five players on the team as ranked by Spencer and I, I think you agree with this. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Craig Bills, Alani Fua, and we put Jordan Leslie. 
yep. in there. You could argue Mitch Matthews. Four of those five injured have missed multiple games. We don't. Yesterday, Bronco Mendenhall said un, uh, the status for Craig Bills unknown. Unknown. Who it's knows? a head injury. Who's, he who's... may be done for the year. Ho- Hopefully not, but he might. You know, after hearing this, right, you know, and and this stat, it really made me feel bad because I was was really hard on the players. Uh, You know, especially a little bit hard on the younger guys, but it was just like, man – what happened? We were supposed to go undefeated. Why? <laughs> that was why. Yeah, and that's then, too much. And then after like the injury, we were like, okay, probably gonna lose two games. And then you're gonna lose four. You're like, what? Come on! But then now I hear the stats, and I'm like, oh man, it's really humbling. No, it's because, just sad. It's just sad. yeah. It, it is. It is sad. And I mean. You 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 really uh, obviously even though the, with the loss is like yeah it it it's, it sucks it, it and and you know it's sad but some games Nevada you know Central Florida they played really well in yeah and so it's like man I, you I don't think you can expect that from half of the the college football teams out there to tell, perform the tell, way they did tell me another team that loses the the best uh, the quarterback the running back your best linebacker your best safety a starting offensive lineman a a senior cornerback, add a couple more guys in there, your second best running back, Algernon Brown, and so on and so forth. Still be competitive. And still is competitive. Competitive. Not win or lose, but competitive. Yeah, that's very tough. You're still going to go to Idaho State. They're next. Unfortunately, they're <laughs> not next. UNLV is. But nobody, it's, yeah, the nobody, season of injuries. Nobody's doing anything sure. in Idaho. So let's look ahead to the rest of the season when you look at the running backs. Here's the good news. Adam Hine is back. He hasn't been an effective running back per se. He's good at kick returns. Yeah. Has a kick return for a touchdown. His foot's hurting him. He chose not to have surgery. He's going to play the rest of the year. When you choose not to have surgery on a foot or any lower part of your leg, yeah. yeah, that's an issue. You can get away with a shoulder or hand, a finger maybe, but a foot, a knee, I don't wow. know about He's, that he's manning up. Uh, Algernon Brown, status unknown with the ankle. Hopefully he can play against UNLV. Nate Carter is still there. Nate, my boy. And, of course, Paul Asike. So that's the, that's the group that you've got for UNLV. By yeah. week, then UNLV. The good news is, I think BYU can play a similar game to Nevada. Nevada's better than UNLV. Yeah. BYU doesn't need Jamal Williams or Algernon Brown to beat UNLV, in my opinion. I, I agree with you on that because of the upcoming opponents, right? Savannah UNLV, State. Santa, Santa, it's Savannah about State. Cal. It's yeah, about it, Cal. It, is, it is about Cal. And, and when you look at... Jamal being out these few these, these past few weeks, they were still able to move the ball. Christian Stewart was able to move the ball. The offense was still able to move the ball. You, you, you take away the turnovers, and they're probably going to win the game. So Jamal wasn't a, a factor. Now, he is a spark, and he definitely helps out the team, but it's not too much of a concern to me, especially when you got my boy that's 5'3", probably like 5'5". Five, 5'3". Five. Five, <laughs> you called him 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> I just say that. That's why I like him, because I'm taller than him. Oh, Nate. You know? Nate Carter. Uh, you know, I, I like what he's done so far this year. Great change of pace back with, with Paul Lasique, the bruiser coming in, smacking people left and right. And then you got uh, <laughs> Nate Carter coming in. You got to do a speed one now. We tried. <laughs> that's, that's the best. We're not getting paid to do sound effects. We, we tried on that it, one. Nice, nice change up, though. Nice, nice change of pace. You're probably okay for the rest of the season. I don't say good. I say okay. Let's look at next year. Let's project. Jamal Williams is going to miss spring. If if it's multiple and severe, there's a chance this bleeds his rehab into next season. I yes, hope not. Yes, but it, that would be bad. Specu- I mean, speculation. You're talking about MCL, we, ACL, we don't, right? BYU has not said it's ACL, MCL, LCL, PCL, meniscus. They haven't said what it is. But if it's multiple, we have to assume that at least it's really one, bad. one of them is one of the 
one of the tears, right? His ACL. Is, is ACL, right? It's got to be bad. Um, and so, yeah, you, you, you there's you, some CLs in there. Yes, <laughs> a couple yes. CLs. So you take you, you think about that. You take that consideration. You're like, okay, you factor in time, nine, twelve months. Oh, multiple. Yeah, so maybe not ready for next if year. If he's on the Kyle Collinsworth regimen, maybe earlier. So there's Jamal, right? You look at the other running backs. You lose Paula CK. You bring everyone else back. Algernon Brown, Nate Carter, Adam Hine. You bring in a, a running back out of high school. Uh, the BYU has a commitment from. Uh, you go to Foothill College you, and get another star. You, now, does BYU like go? Does BYU need to go and get a JC running back, a la Devontae Booker of yes. Utah, who's been fantastic? Yes, I think you do. I think you do. Great. JC is for an immediate need. It, it, it's somebody that can come in and start right now. When you go to the JC ranks, you're saying, I don't know if these guys can can be productive, if the guys that I currently have on this roster can be productive for me throughout the whole entire season. Mm. And so when you when you do that, you're, you're making a statement that, yes, I need some help. I'm willing to sacrifice a scholarship for two years and have a guy that's going to be here just around two years instead of four years because I know he's going to make an immediate impact. Nate Carter's not on scholarship. Yeah, uh, and let's look at what BYU did with the wide receivers. They addressed the need yep. in the offseason. Granted, only Jordan Leslie has made an impact of those guys. Yeah. Uh, Devon Blackman has had minimal impact on the season, unfortunately. Nick Kurtz is redshirting. Mm. BYU saw a need for receivers and went to the JC. The other, do they do it with running backs for one guy? I do. You, you, do, you do it. You know why? The other thing that, that a JC guy, his presence brings is, 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 is competition. Yes, competition. Because you know, ready uh, now. Because you know, oh, if I'm Mitch Matthews and, and and those receivers, I'm like, oh snap, oh snap, crack on pop, holy macaroni, Batman. I got to step my game up because a JC has, and he has exactly a JC guy is coming in to start. Everybody knows that, and so. Why, hey coach, why are you bringing a JC guy in? What's this? What you, what you doing that for? What I'm, well, why? What's up? You were on the what? other end of this where he came in. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm here to start, man. I came here. I'm boom, here to start. Boom. I'm 21 years old, man. I'm not sitting on no bench. Come on, man. I'm you playing right against now. Oklahoma. Right. You came yes. in right away and had an impact. BYU may need that at running back. Yes, I, th- I think you do. I think you do it, man. I think you do. It's, it's, and it's, then it's, against it's, Oklahoma, you got a uh, untimely pass interference call on third down in the. Hey, if it line, wasn't man. for that, if it wasn't for that, <laughs> we wouldn't have had the true goal line stand. Everybody wants to talk. I'm gonna go off right now. Everybody's so talking about Boise. I'm so mad about this goal <laughs> line stand from Boise. Nobody knows about the eight, seven plays that we did in Oklahoma, and I did have a big part in that because I extended the drive with that pass interference. Well, well I'm happy done. it was called. I'm just saying, and <laughs> you know, tw- hey, I'm gonna tweet, I'm gonna tweet something. Good for you. I'm gonna tweet something. Oklahoma goal line stand or Boise goal line stand. Retweet if it's for Oklahoma and favor if it's for Boise. Some people right now are like, wait, what goal line stand? I remember it. It was good. I produced the top 50, and I didn't put it in there. That's yeah, totally I was looking at you like, what? How did we not have it? Eight oh, plays. There were a bunch of plays we Man, missed in that. And the different we, – It happened. We won did it the game, too. We won did that game. Yes. That doesn't always play into how great a play is. It should. It should. An- it another should. day. That's a conversation for another I'm day. I'm sorry. I apologize. I went way off to like left field. Sorry. Don't apologize. This is a radio and TV talk show. This is fantastic. Which BYU athlete or coach would make the best politician and why? That is our Twitter question. Let's go to the Twitter. It's Twitter time. We wanted it, he said. At Laser Sheep. <laughs> I will go with Coach Judkins because he is consistent. Just take his... Gum chewing, for example. Always chewing. I like those, JJ. He 
he's a, he's he's a he'd be he's, fun. He's yeah, he's a. You're fun. the only one that calls him Coach JJ that I know. I love that Coach JJ man. He's he's fun. He's personable. I mean, he'll go out in the crowd. He'll he'll Gotta kiss. Go. I, I want. See, I can see him kissing babies. Yeah, you know. Yep. I can, I, I can see that. I want a good jumper from my local politician. That's yeah. what I want. At JSJ35. Scott Arlano, I've never seen a politician punt better than him. You're friends with Scott. <laughs> How would he do as a politician? Oh, man. Hey, his wife secretly would be running the show. <laughs> <laughs> probably what it is normally. Yes, right? you're right. Coming up, BYU Football All Access with Teo Kautai. Wait until you hear what his middle name means. This I don't is BYU even Sports want to try BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, after further review, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and hashtag Logan Takeover. We'll tell you why BYU beat Middle Tennessee by 20, and they'll look ahead to UNLV. And then next week, take a break. Perfect, man. They were almost perfect on defense. They were good. Really, really, really good. And again, man, I hate to say this because it sounds bad, but it's the truth. It was just it's 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 just assignment sound football. They didn't really do anything spectacular, anything special. And it's just like, well, duh. <laughs> well, just, duh. Just That's do, what happened. Just like, just do it, man. I mean, like. If you would have just cleaned the dishes right the first time, you wouldn't have had to do it over again. You wouldn't have had it You wouldn't have had it. had to do it That's just again. a taste of AFR tonight. Blaine yeah. Fowler will join us later. We'll hear from him on uh, his yes. take on what happened to the BYU defense Uncle as well. Uncle B. Uncle B. Nice. Today's Twitter question, which BYU athlete or coach would make the best politician and why at low pointers? Dave Rose would be the best politician. He knows how to work. Lobby the refs. He looks presidential. Ooh, mm. I. he does look presidential. Mm. That's a good pick. That is. That is a really good pick. There's no way he's going into politics later. No. He wants to coach basketball. Hey, e- each week we love to uh, bring in BYU football all access with various players. Sometimes it's Michael Lisa. Sometimes it's Mitch Matthews like yesterday. And we were wondering yesterday, who is Teo Kautai? The dude had three sacks against Middle Tennessee. We're like, let's get to know this guy. I know he went to the same high school as Ross Oppo. Uh, we found out he was Ross Oppo's quarterback in high school. But who is the man that had three sacks? This is BYU Football All Access, two-on-one with Teo Kautai. Teo, three sacks against Middle Tennessee. Uh, it seemed like it uh, kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, you said that the defense kind of opened up some holes for you. How did you see the game as uh, you, you went out there and, and performed on the field? I, it was unexpected. I just went with the call, and uh, whatever call they get, they gave. I just, just I, I, you know, I had to execute, and I just went in there and made a play. So, when did you realize, hey, things are going pretty well for me today? Uh, after the first sack, <laughs> I, it, I actually got my first sack. It wasn't my assignment. I just left my assignment and tried to make a play, and I happened to do that. So, I got lucky, kind of. <laughs> we call that van knowing it. All right. Yeah. That well, in that case, I'd van knowing it. Yeah. So when you review film from something like that, and, and you have three sacks, what what's that film session like for you? Uh, it's definitely a lot better. <laughs> um, making plays feels really well, and uh, feels really good, and it's happy. It's it's a great feeling. Tell people about uh, you know where you're from and kind of your story leading up to this year, junior season. I'm from, I was born in Hawaii, I was raised in Dallas, Texas, uh, Fort Worth area, uh, more, and um, I don't know, I just work hard to do what, whatever role I get, I just put all my effort into it and embrace the role that I get and happen to make plays. So, You played quarterback in high school, 
You were Ross Oppo's quarterback. Now you're a linebacker at BYU. How does that happen? Um, I don't know. It, I was, uh, I was uh, offered here as an athlete, and I wasn't sure what position I was going to play. And whatever position I played, I embraced it and happened to, you know, love it. So, I heard your brother just committed to the U. How's that working out? We're definitely going to be rivals, but, <laughs> but uh, as far as him, I'm happy for him. And unfortunately, no game will be played. Yeah. I, I wish I could play him, but <laughs> that won't be able to happen. So The past two seasons, what's been your role, and how did that change this season? Um, I've been a backup linebacker um, the past two seasons. I uh, tried to get get on special teams here and there. It wasn't really working. I just decided to work a lot harder. Um, that's what it came down to. The work ethic was uh, the main thing that um, gave me a better role in the defense. And Bronco trusted me with uh, execution and knowing my assignments, so I just had to do it. I've talked with a number of the players, your teammates and coaches, who said that the unity and the passion and the celebration and the excitement, it was back in Murfreesboro for the first time in a while. How did you see that uh, from your perspective? Uh, it def- I felt it, uh, it a lot more. Um, every, uh, Mossy got a pick, and we all started going crazy, and uh, I got a sack, and I was, just, I was surprised. I'd, a sack, it's, it's my first sack ever in my career being here. And uh, then you get three. Yeah, I happened to get three. So uh, it was definitely a great feeling. The team, uh, the excitement, everything was there, and uh, it's great to play that way. Teo, now about two weeks away from UNLV, what's the bye week agenda for BYU football? I'm studying UNLV, getting to know them really well, and uh, just doing our best to execute and continue to do things we do. I want to follow up on a question Spencer asked. Mitch Matthews told us there was chaos in the locker room before the game, like a good chaos, like you got riled up. Yeah. You needed. You, it seems like maybe you guys needed that, especially defensively. Definitely. Uh, you know, we just decided to have fun. I mean, uh, when you when you when you take the fun out of the game, there's not really much you can do. And when we brought that back and uh, started to go crazy, music was playing loud, everyone's getting ready to go out and have some fun. Um, it, it obviously showed when we played. Mitch said there was a lot of dancing. Manasse Tonga. Brandon Bradley were dancing. Who on the team can dance well and kind of create that chaos? Uh, Jamal Williams definitely is one of our main dancers, and uh, Jeremiah Leo to do Really? That. Yeah, he's actually a really good dancer. <laughs> you can say his name because he's a fellow linebacker. It yeah. seems like many of your teammates have a hard time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw the name first. I had to ask him how to say it. So <laughs> JLD. He's yeah. called JLD, JLD, right? JLD. Yeah. Which is why we call you Tay, right? Yeah. Exactly. Or we just call you champion. Uh, I'm going to call you champion. Uh, whichever one you like. Did you know that your three sacks are the most of any individual this season? I did not know well, that. Well, now you know. <laughs> what does that mean to you, to have a game like that in a, in a win? It means a lot. I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to get back and get at it. Uh, it's, it brings more motivation, more, uh, it brings more goals to my, to my uh, performance. Teo, as you are working under a defense that gave up 30-plus four games in a row. How does it happen that you go to Middle Tennessee against a, an offense that's pretty good on their home field, pretty good for that matter overall, and you hold them to seven? I mean, what, what happened? Like I said, more execution. And we also did take it personal. Um, 30 that's points, what I'm getting at right 30, there. Yeah. 30 points is not what we like to give up a uh, game, obviously, uh, nor any team, but... Um, the fact that we held them down underneath our goal, which was 24 points, is is uh, how we like to play BYU defense. Is there life back into this team after the win? It just felt it just felt like we saw a different side of the team again. There's more life. Yeah, there's more life. Definitely, it feels when, great. When you watch the offense struggle the way that they did in the first half, 
at any point are you getting nervous or are you, are you starting to think, oh, here we go again? Or, or what, what's going through your mind? That's the game of football. You got to live with it. Uh, that's, that's what we play for, you know, uh, ups and downs, uh, the battle, the fight. And that's, what, that's why we play BYU defense the way we do is we got to stick in the game. You're looking forward to the black uniforms against the enemy? Definitely. Those are my favorite. <laughs> why are they your favorite? Uh, they just look really nice. I don't know. All right, Taylor, thanks so much. Thank you. Teo Kautai, born in Hawaii, grew up in Texas. His middle name's Champion. That's about as good a middle no. name as you can get. You're, you're destined for greatness. Yeah, that's awesome. He's, he's emerged uh, sort of from nothing. You didn't really know who he was. A lot of people yeah. didn't even know how to say his name. Hopefully you do now. Uh, three sacks, the most by any player in a game this season. You know, that was I great. I didn't, I didn't know he was um, a junior. He's a junior? He's a junior. I, didn't, I thought he was a freshman. See that's that's why we do <laughs> BYU football all access. I was like, wait, so we get to know huh? these guys. Huh? I thought he was. No, I mean, not having reps, right? Game reps and, and experience. It kind of you can kind of say he's a like a freshman, right? When you with when you, experience, because because sure. game rep, being around the program and and getting plays and things like that. That's one thing, but getting actual game reps and game experience. That's a whole nother world. I mean, practice speed is way different than game speed. Plus. You are going against the same guys over and over again. So you, like when somebody when I, when somebody beats me, I'm like ah, you know my move. But mm-hmm. when I, you know you can't do that in the game though. Right. Do that do that in the game, man. Do it in the game. You all American practice squad guy that I hate. Could you make me work hard? <laughs> Gosh, but you know what though? I what, what, something I like about this situation is is that this is why it's the next guy up. Mm-hmm. If, if, if when you when you see Bronson Confuci down. Uh, with his hand on the ground, and he's taking up two blocks, getting double teamed the whole entire game, and, and he's doing his job. You know, s- you know, grab, somebody grab, make a play, grabbing these, gra- grabbing the center, grabbing the guard, and then you have Kautai doing a stunt, a twist, coming around the corner, and it's an open alley, and it's a, and it's free to the to the quarterback, and he gets home, he makes a sack. I mean, great, fantastic. That and, and so I'm not trying to take anything away from Kautai, but what I'm trying to show the fans is that. Yes, the system is good. It does work if guys do do the, the right job. The system is phenomenal. Phenomenal. The execution but, is lacking. But when you when you look in the past, right, of, of guys getting hurt in this BYU defense, it's literally the yeah. The, it's always been the next guy up. And Coach Minhaw was sitting there scratching his head, like I'm confused, man. It's next guy up. I don't know what's wrong with these guys. They hey. they just they just don't get right. That kid just can't get right. More on Bronson Kafusi. Yesterday, Bronco Mendenhall said bigger personnel. We're going to put him on the uh, smaller personnel. We're going to put him on the line. Bigger personnel will make him a linebacker. Yeah. I thought that I like was it. interesting. So they have acknowledged that they will play him at D-line more. Yeah. Officially. He was doing it situationally. Yeah. Now, yeah. now it's like, all right, here's Broncos. Here's the acknowledgement of that. Well, he's, he's a lot more. He's a lot more comfortable. He's. He just he just looks like it, it just flows. Right. And, he's never played and, linebacker no, and, until no, now. And, I and, believe. And, and, and there's and there's a little bit of of you know he's starting to get some more reps so he's he's keeping his leverage and, and the little small things he's starting to get better at yes. at, the, at the outside linebacker spot but when you see that man's hat in the dirt he's ready to go all he's all he smells is blood he just sees nothing he's a shark. nothing but just red you know I shouldn't say red because you can't hit the quarterback with a red jersey he just sees Utah jersey he just that's what he sees he just sees man. everyone's just, wearing a Utah I'm just, jersey oh I'm gonna hurt somebody <laughs> you started a fire. And, and the fire is which goal line stand is better, Oklahoma 09 or Boise State 2012? The poll update, 
10 to 4 in favor of Oklahoma. That's right. With people. a write-in vote for Hawaii 84. Use the hashtag BYUSN and win. I like the I like the I like the I like the Hawaii vote, but that's not part of the options, man. You gotta go, you gotta go with Oklahoma. We won the game. I understand the Bronco dance. I saw. I saw. That was I saw pretty good. Tweet. I understand that because see when well, we had the dance it, wasn't great, but we, it was fun. We had we had the the fist pump, the Tiger Woods. Yes, good job, guys. The Tiger good Woods. Good, good job, guys. <laughs> but don't don't let that fool you, people. Seven plays, seven plays. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, first one to twenty wins. So we need. We That's need more. I'm not on either ten, side. I don't really more, care. Ten more favorites. Coming we out, win. Blaine Fowler. What's his vote? We'll ask him. I'm Christian Stewart, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Vote for C. Stu. Stewie. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Vote for Oklahoma goal line stand, <laughs> 2009. Not Boise. Keep it coming online. You act like I'm for Boise State. You are, man. I'm, you tweeted it. I saw you tweeted it. I did retweet it. You're right. I saw it. I saw it. I saw you do it. Hey, if you want to see more of stuff like this, go to BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. That's where you can find BYU Sports Nation video on demand. That's BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. What was Boise ranked? Was Boise ranked? It wasn't ranked. Oh, oh no. I, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter because they didn't oh, win, they nice. didn't win, they didn't win that did game. There. Oklahoma was ranked, what, three? They were ranked third. Ooh, man. If you, if you, if you fast forward, right, to the college playoff model – we would have beaten a college playoff team. Well, it was just week saying. one, so calm the heck I'm down, I'm just saying. Man. I'm just saying. It was a great win. No one's arguing that. Just saying. Resetting today's trending topics, Jamal Williams out for the year. Brandon Davies, by the way, had 13 points in the game last night. Tyler nice. Haas ranked 11th. Uh, this morning ESPN came out with the top 100 poll. They released 19 through 11. Tyler Haas, number 11. College hoops. With that said, we bring in Blaine Fowler, who now joins the argument uh, of best goal line stand. Hawaii! Now, Hawaii 84 <laughs> is the best goal line stand in BYU history. That's not the conversation, unfortunately. But when, the, I, I'm going to say Oklahoma's better than, yeah. than Boise. Because of the because penalty. Because Brian's next to you? Is that no, why? no, because of the penalty. It's seven <laughs> plays. I mean, seven plays versus four plays? Come so you're going to credit yes. Brian? It's not even close. But with, with I'm, close. Like I'm, I'm being a total credit? homer with Hawaii since that's my team. But, <laughs> and, and, and Lavelle Edwards would tell you the greatest defensive play he has ever seen in football oh, at any level was the Kyle Morrell play. It was amazing. I mean, it was what, ridiculous. what was your angle on that, by the way? I was I was standing on the sideline right next to Lavelle. Of course, I always stood next to Lavelle so I could get on TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So so I was right by Lavelle, and when when he went over the top, Dave Neff tells a great story because Dave was playing inside backer on that play. And his thought was, I'm just going to crawl under the pile and grab his leg. So he crawled under, and he got a hold of his leg. And when he heard the roar, he thought, I made a great play. I did it. I made a great play. And then he goes to the sideline, and everybody's like high-fiving Kyle Morrell and talking to Kyle. He's like, like, no, me. What happened? Everybody's like, that's the greatest play we've ever seen. He's like, yeah, I know. I got his legs. And they're like, no, wait till you see. So he went home because then there wasn't a big scoreboard in the stadium. He goes home and watches it on TV. He's like, wow. I guess guess my little crawling effort wasn't that big of a deal. Coach Coach Mendenhall took over the defense in 2010. That was the first play he, he showed us. Oh, that one, yeah. That one? He's like, I need you guys Instinct. to have this mentality. And he's like, right here. and here's Blaine Fowler. So, so here, yeah, here he is, standing right next to Lavelle. Anytime you see Lavelle, Blaine will be right next to him. So, and here, here's the thing about that play. He actually thought about why he should do it. Because when he talked to him afterwards, he said, "Well, I thought, you know what? They're on the six-inch line. I'm just going to go on the first count. I'm going to take a guess. And if it's not on the first count, so what? It's a three-inch penalty. Right. I don't care. Smart man. I mean, that's it, thinking. That's smart. That's right there. thinking. That's smart. You know, so." 
So anyhow, but I, if we're picking between Oklahoma and Boise State, I got I got take. So Oklahoma. I need you to pick up and uh, check out your phone right now. And I need you to click <laughs> click favor. The Oklahoma game was a big game because that was a big that's a big time team. Um, but if I'm going to go with the biggest time team, I'm going to say Miami here. I know we're not voting on that, but I'm thinking about big because Miami ended up being great that year. There's been a lot of times in history. 84. So we beat Pittsburgh on the road. They were number two in the country. But they were not good. They weren't good. You know? And so lots of times BYU has had wins against big name teams that were supposed to be good and then they kind of fizzled. Sometimes BYU made them okay. Yeah. Oklahoma. But Miami was lights out. Now, Oklahoma, I understand that they that they knocked you know, their starting quarterback out who doesn't play the rest of the season. That has a huge impact yeah. on their season. Right. But that Miami team went on to be a great team that year. That's a good like, point. they were as good as they were supposed to be. Probably the best team BYU's ever beaten in yes, the season. Yes, I would yeah. say yes. That would be – if you're going to go at season's end, what's BYU's best mm-hmm. win? I would say Miami. For That's sure. a good point. Only if, they, if that was an option. But it's not an option. We can't fit that into 140 characters. It's not an option. This is a fun conversation. Let's not have a fun conversation right now. <laughs> oh, Jamal Williams That's out not fun. for the year – uh, is, since BYU plays UNLV and Savannah State, I, I know Cal's a tough game. Not as big an impact as maybe it would be if it were earlier in the no, year. No, no. Right? You know what? It's a bummer, but it's not as the, bad. The brief, the brief view we had of Nate Carter when he played, I was yeah. impressed with Nate Carter. And, and I, I like his shiftiness. And, yep. and you know, with with guys like Algie Brown and Paul C.K., they're big bruising guys. Even Adam Hine is a bruising guy yeah. with a little more speed. Um, and then the change up to Nate Carter – I just don't see the run game being a problem against either UNLV or, well, certainly not against Savannah State, but UNLVs, they can't stop anybody from running. Yeah, so it's going to be so, okay. I, I, don't, I don't think that the, this, this team, this offense, has unleashed a fraction of his potential because I, with a guy that's so shifty and speedy like that, why not put him in, in the slot, give him some bubble screens, uh, some more draw plays? He's talking, maybe he's talking, he's talking Nate Carter. Nate, Nate Carter. Carter. Nate Carter, yeah. yes. You want to you put Mitchell a guy Mitchell like Jurgensen's like, like, I'm that guy. Yeah, well, admit, but and you can do that. You, you know what? Pearson. So, so be creative with that offense. Get playmakers the ball. You can yeah. get it to Mitch um, in you know some fly sweeps or get him yeah. the ball on bubble screens. Nate Carter is shifty. He's a little guy. He's hard to see when he's coming from. I, I think they're okay. I mean, obviously, that's a big drop yeah. off. Jamal Williams is an explosive player. He's a great combination, a rare combination of of power and ability to make people miss and speed. Right. And so, like, they're not. But by committee. I think they're I think they're fine. And yeah. and you know what we say until Cal? Well, Cal's not good on defense either. They're awful. But they're really good on offense. So so your offense has to just try to match them. So I'm not concerned that BYU can run it on any of the teams left on the schedule. I don't know that they can run it enough to stay with Cal. They're gonna have to play lights out That's on defense be at the Cal. Issue. But but the run game, I I'm very disappointed for Jamal. But with who BYU has left on the schedule, they'll be fine with what they got. Let's project, too. Uh, Jamal's going to be out for spring ball. We heard severe and multiple. We don't know exactly what it was, yeah, but I, it's I, not good. We'll so, find out. We'll find so, out. So you look at maybe into next season, Jamal Williams, who, who knows? So you lose Paul Asike. You bring everyone else back. Yeah, yeah that's, it's the only That's senior. the good news. BYU does have a high school running back committed. Should BYU go and get a JC running back, a la Devontae Booker of Utah? Yeah, well, Utah's done really well. With J.C. running backs. And BYU's had a history of bringing some in. I think back to like Brian McKenzie, Brian McKenzie and some yeah. of these guys. That's the name that just pops to the top of everybody's head because he was, he was so good uh, during that time. Um, and what about McDonald? Was he not a J.C. Brian transfer McDonald as well? Brian McDonald was a J.C. Yeah, and so he was very good well. too. So there's another one that pops to the top of my head. 
So I don't think they have to go get a JC running back because they have 12 running backs on the roster and only one's a senior. So there's guys that are going to play that we haven't even really thought that much about that have a skill. But the, t- the same but thing I mean, happened like, with, the, with the receivers, too, though. Yeah, last, that's, last year. Last year, yeah, yeah a lot of receivers, and they, went, you know, they went to the, the J.C. ranks. It, but here's the thing. It, it depends on – so you go out and you always look at the J.C. opportunities. So you're going to go recruit guys, but you don't just take a J.C. guy – for no reason. For no reason. Randomly, so if yeah. you can't get a di- here. right, if yeah. you can't get a dynamic player that fits, you you don't have to. Because you're, cause, cause, cause you're if, if you go get a JC guy, that you are thinking in your heart he's that gonna he's going to play. Gonna play. He, so he's got to be better than the guys you have in the program. Yes, and that's so what, that's what I'm yeah, getting at. Do you so, need a guy while Jamal's hurt? Right, maybe? and so you go out and you see. What you, absolutely, you go out and you recruit the JC ranks and you see what you can get. Um, but I don't think that you have to have a JC running back. Mm-hmm. I think you'll take one. If one can be the kind of dynamic player that Jamal is, if you say, you know what, this guy's either going to start or he's going to be a major contributor, so he's that good, his skill set is is as good or better than any we have in the program right now, then you use a JC scholarship on a running back. And he has to fit in the program as well, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, so, by the way. So, so that's, that's, that's kind easier, of the mentality. It's easier, though, when you have a, a, a kid that say he's not LDS that can come in for two years because it's not four years, or right. potentially five right. years. It's, it's basically three semesters. Talking to Jordan Leslie, and you know, so, so Jordan's not LDS, but I love his mentality about being here. You know, when you get a chance he's the to— the ideal transfer. Yeah, he's like, he's like, and he's here for a year, but I think it'd be fine. Jordan had been fine for four. He would have been good for four. He would have yeah. been four because his mentality was, you know, I, this is new for me in terms of this culture, but, you know, it's cool. And, and I feel like— whether I adopt this as the way I'm going to do things in terms of the honor code and all that after is irrelevant because I'm doing it right yeah. now. And you want to know what? I'm going to be a better man for it, whether I do it after this or not. And who knows? He may he may adopt the honor code for his lifestyle well, forever. That's the, that's the benefit you know? of a, a, a JC guy. He should be 20, 21 years old. He he's knows not what he's 18, thinking. 17. Oh, I'm free from home. No, no curfew. Yeah. I can do whatever I want the, to do. The guys that look at it as, you know what? I can do this. This is a good opportunity. It's different for me, but it's going to be good for me. Those guys do well. The guys that come in and go, yeah, I heard they have this honor code thing, but I heard you can get away with this. Those guys don't make it. Those are the ones that get in trouble. The ones that have Jordan Leslie's mindset do very, very well. So find those guys. So you find a Jordan Leslie. And you know what? Hey, if we can find a guy with a skill set that Jordan Leslie has at the running back position, baby. Yeah, he's big time. Jordan's one of my favorite transfers that's come in over a number of years. All time. All time. Yes. So. Yeah, that's. Do they have to? No, they don't have to. If they can find one, well, heck yeah. If they can find Devontae Booker and he fits in and he wants to be here, yeah, let's take him. I yeah, say, seriously. I say, yeah, I say, yeah, do Devontae it. Booker. Yeah, do it. That would be awesome. Go to Foothill College and do it. We, yeah, need there to, you go. we need to read this tweet at DYoung1993 in reference to the goal line stand. Should have been, should have been a four play stand, though, in reference to Oklahoma State. Or Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. Boise State is making a comeback on OU, by the way. That play. Look out. Should have, would have, could have. I mean, Taysom, Taysom should could have, should have, <laughs> would have been healthy this year. Then what? We yeah. wouldn't be in the situation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, if. Want you no can say ifs if. and buts and whatever. So, so retweet for Boise State, favor for Oklahoma, uh, 09. Uh, Boise yeah. State, 12. You said, you said it yourself, though. You have seven opportunities. Yeah, that's craziness. I'm a couple I'm, extra I'm, things I'm politi- to you. I'm politicking right now. <laughs> you have seven opportunities it's election day. compared to four opportunities, people. Yeah, I'm representative Logan. I, I'm not good with math, but that's that's three more, Wait, right? Let's see. Is that three more? <laughs> seven three minus more opportunities four? to score? Seven on minus the one four? Inch that line would be two? three. <laughs> and, then, and then the last four were on the, the – 
the inch line. The music Come playing. On that means we need to go to break. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to you loud. I, I, I couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. AFR is coming up tonight, 8 favorite. Eastern. Blaine, thanks yep. for the time. Good to see you guys. Retweet or favorite for Boise State or Oklahoma. Hey, coming up, the WCC champs are in the house. Women's Cross Country, Andrea Harrison joins us next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tonight, 8 Eastern time after further review, reviews what happened against Middle Tennessee. Brian Logan will be a part of that. You want to give us a 10-second teaser? Go. Yes, here's my 10 seconds. Uh, I need everybody to favor, to favor the Oklahoma <laughs> or Boise tweet right now. Seven Cut plays compa- compared to four plays. It, you just can't. You cannot compare it, people. I need that favor. That was more than 10 seconds. Sorry. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Sorry. Thank you, for, thank you for your time. Yeah, keep that going, though. We're talking about greatest goal line stand. Well, it, it's not the greatest ever. We're just comparing these two. Yes, it is. Because ha- Hawaii ever. is the best ever. 2012, Hawaii State, had the best play at the goal line stand. Oklahoma 09. You can actually make an uh, argument that I had the best play because I extended it, oh which is gosh. why it's seven plays You had the best play. play. I'm Kyle saying. Morrell had the best play. I'm just, you I'm will just not saying. get anyone's vote from that. I'm just, I don't right now, someone's like, I'll vote. That's my people's, man, my fans. Listen, ultimately, 84 led to a title, and that matters the most. Speaking of title, Andrea Harrison from the women's cross-country team is here. Congratulations, the WCC champs Saturday in cross-country. That's fantastic. You brought the trophy with you. What does it mean to uh, have earned that trophy with you and your teammates? Um, It's super exciting. Uh, We haven't, as a team, we haven't won the conference championship in not only in the West Coast Conference, but before that in the Mountain West. We haven't won for like eight or nine years. So it felt pretty good bringing home the hardware. Nice. So. That's awesome. Nice. And women's cross country at BYU has a rich tradition, three national championships. To get back to that kind of level, it starts with the, the conference. So that was a big deal. Yeah, it felt good. And uh, do, you the, guys, do you guys like nice take, take, take turns? Like, I, I got this one. The between. Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. I'm taking it home. I'm taking, I got, I, this week to this week, I'm, I'm taking it. Guys, oh, we all guys, held it for a it. picture individually. <laughs> That's not quite the same. No, no. no. Uh, you, you took fourth uh, in the uh, 6K, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then Carrie Jube uh, took second. What, what kind of effort did it take from your teammates to be able to win the championship? Um, we, I don't know, we just like, we all went into it um, really wanting to win, obviously. But, um, but this year we really felt like we could do that. Like, but it had to be like a complete team effort. And so... It was it's pretty neat out there on the course when I was up there in the lead pack and I kept hearing like my teammates' names like like because usually it's like you hear your name being cheered for and then like later on then your teammates or something like that. But it was so neat to have like you could hear your teammates being cheered for like right behind you and like I was like, Oh man, they're right here. We're all nice. working hard together. They're all putting their their hardest effort in and so like I had to put my hardest effort in and um there's nothing more satisfying than when your teammates having a great day and um, Carrie was having an incredible day and she just like she came up right next to me she's like we got to go right now and I was like okay let's do this and we just we took off and um, I felt like our the team behind us was just like okay they're going we're gonna go too and we all put in our best races we came in two four six. Nine. Eight. Who do we appreciate? Yeah, yeah. like it's just exactly. like it was a exactly. perfect day for the Cougs. So that's, that's, awesome. that's so tough as an athlete because you don't, you know, we had a motto like you don't don't be that guy, you know, don't don't be that one to, to kind of slack off. Be the weak so link. Don't yeah, don't be the weak link. So that's, I mean, that's that's exciting for a, a former athlete to hear that you guys are that close and. 
you know, you want to take that accountability on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that how you guys train as well? Oh, yeah. We we definitely try to, like, um, just use each other, to push each other harder. Uh, everyone always has, like, everyone's having a good day or a bad day, but we just have this mentality that we're going to stick together. We're going to um, – we talked about the night before a conference to fill the spot. Like, we all mm-hmm. need to fill the spot and – and get the job done. I think I would have a bad day every day at practice. I, <laughs> I hate, I hate running. running. I hate running. I used to get in trouble at, at practice, at football practice, because I hated running. Uh, how, I, I just I just don't understand. How how can you guys just get mentally prepared to, to wake up and say, okay, i got to go run 10,000 miles today? Well, luckily it's not 10,000. <laughs> and... Um, we first of all, we love to run too, so that helps. Uh, that, yes, that does. <laughs> but I don't know; it's just something that a lot of us have grown up doing and just passionate about, just like any other sport. Um, we just have a lot of passion for running, and it helps so much having a team behind you and knowing that they're putting in the effort. So, like you've got to put in the effort, yeah. and it makes it that much easier. Yeah. Andrea Harrison, <laughs> Andrea Harrison of the WCC champion women's cross country team is on BYU Sports Nation. When I was playing sports in high school and stuff. Uh, running was the punishment. So what's the punishment for a runner? Uh, like, you didn't work hard <laughs> enough. You have to play basketball. Honestly, not running sometimes. Yeah. Like, I know that the sounds weird. Yeah, exercise. well, it's like, if you're not doing well in workouts, so you have to stop working out, like, Just you're done. Zero. Yeah, and you're like, wait. So how do you I, I want to keep running. So like, how do you get better? <laughs> like, it, it'd be, obviously, conditioning is the sport. So it's a little bit yeah. Um, just like putting in the miles every week, like in the what kind of miles are we talking about? Well, in the summer, everyone's different. Um, just depends on on what training ability they're at. But how about you? I'm running like I in the summer, I run seventy miles a week, and Ooh, then in the season, seventy miles. Well, I, we have girls on the team running more than that. So, oh my! Oh, forget about that. <laughs> seventy <laughs> miles a week. But like in the season, like depending on the like the race week, we'll have like fifty five and sixty five on the off. I'm like getting a heart attack. Fifty five on the off weeks, on like on race weeks, and then sixty five on like the off weeks. So you're really taking it easy by only going (laughs) fifty five miles (laughs) on the off weeks. Wow, goodness! I'm hoping to get like two miles in or three. I'm like, I I am sweating. I am tired. Oh, I would, I would like first like half. I'd be like, oh, my hamstring. I got my hamstring. (laughs) You're that guy. I got it. Your hamstring. Actually, I got to take a test, coach. I can't. I can't make breakfast. Teacher said this is the only time. Big races coming up. Uh, you still have regionals and then the NCAA championships in Terre Haute. Mm-hmm. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Indiana. I tried really hard on that. Terre Haute. <laughs> uh, what do you guys need to do to uh, finish well in uh, regionals and nationals? Um, for regionals, we really want to – well, we, we need to be in the top three. Um, we have two really good teams in our region, New Mexico and Colorado, and they'll, they're will they ranked really high nat- nationally. So – um, ideally we need to get third place and then hopefully through the efforts that we've done throughout the season, we'll be pushed in through, um, like a wild card system. Are you guys going to ramp up from 55 miles to hundred miles? You guys ramp up more? No, we ramp actually down. Ramp, ramp down. Yeah. Down. So, so just what? <laughs> like this week or like 30? Yeah. Well, like 40. 50, 50. 45. Okay, we're going even. Okay. More. We're going down we're even going more. Down. Yeah, right. we're getting ready. We're I calm. really, I really <laughs> question the effort of the team if you're only running 45 miles in preparation Man, for that. Whole no. new respect. No, congratulations on the West Coast Conference Championship. That's fantastic. A first you mentioned, and uh, good luck at regionals and then nationals. Thank you, yeah. Andrea Harrison, women's cross country, fantastic stuff. Brian just promised he'll run half that, half of what the team runs 
in preparation for that. If I get if I get fifty <laughs> if I get fifty favorites right now, I will do it. I ooh, promise I will. Ooh. I will I'll go someone out. Someone send the, a tweet. It may take me a while to do it, but yeah. Speaking of, we announced the results of the goal line stand poll coming up next. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Brian Logan started an online Twitter poll, because <laughs> Twitter's online, and uh, also just said, I, I just tweeted this, by the way, as well. Brian Logan just said he'd run 20 miles in a week if he gets 50 favorites on this tweet. I just tweeted that. So yes. let, let's, let's look at the latest update. That was a couple minutes ago. We have 12 favorites already. Ooh, man. I, I'm going to get ready, man. I'm ready. I will do this. I will do this. We, if we can I'm have, not going to be involved if, in this. I, was gonna say, I don't want to run. I don't know who or how, <laughs> but I, I want to document this, man. What if we could have like a – I want you to wear a what GoPro. If we have like a, I could – oh, okay. Okay. Are you, can you buy it for me, though? I, buy it? I don't have money. No, I'll talk to I, someone I, that I has one. I'm not going to buy one. I'm poor. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, and I, I have GoPros just lying around. Uh, it is BYU TV. We hey, probably have. Hey, or maybe we could have a cameraman follow me. We could do, like, a whole documentary, like, you know, putting on, like, I could just imagine me being, like, in slow motion, like, You want a 30 shoes. for 30. What if I told you I'm that just... Brian Logan <laughs> ran 20 miles in a Dude, whole week? If, if, there's, if you do 100 favorites, then I will run the first two miles with their trophy if they let me. They won't let if they you. they let me, right. Let's reveal the final results of the Goal Line Stand Twitter poll. Drum roll. It was a retweet for Boise State 2012, a favorite for Oklahoma 2009. And the final results are... Drum roll. Oklahoma 26, <laughs> Boise State 9. Nice. Oh, nice. It's now, oh, it's now up to 32 to 9, I'm told. I would wow. like, I would, I would, uh, first of all, Do you I wanna, feel validated? Hey, Do, it, was your PI worth it based I'm on that I'm making my speech, man. You're oh, interrupting okay. my oh, speech. My bad. Okay. I just want to say, first of all, thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for giving me the opportunity to play at BYU and to have that goal line stand. Second of all, thank you, fans, for understanding This is Logan that Takeover. This, <laughs> understanding <laughs> that this is a way more special goal line stand. Seven plays compared to four. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. we got to get the rise That's of Chowden. Politicking. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Brandon Davies. 13 points. Brandon! That'll do it for us. Logan, Logan, takeover tomorrow again. Seven plays!